Welcome to The Rural Rockstar, a podcast dedicated to empowering rural women with the tools and inspiration to transform their lives and businesses from the inside out. I share my journey of Survive to Thrive in life and business, and I show what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I also interview other rockstar women from around the world to inspire you to do it too. My mission is to empower the next generation of rural changemakers to show up and be the leaders we need. I'm Katrina, your rockstar host. Let's rock. Hello and welcome back to the Rural Rockstar. I'm your host, Katrina Myers, and I am joined today by my awesome friend, Meg Durham again. Hello, Meg. Hi, Katrina. Oh, it's so nice. This is the second episode in a series that Meg and I are doing, just all about all the stuff that we talk about all the time that we learn about to help you, you know, grow and change and evolve and on your wellbeing journey and to help you live your best life, which is what we're all about, what I'm all about. And, you know, Meg and I, if you haven't already listened to last week's episode, go and listen to that. Um, we talked all about what does it actually mean to be thriving and what does that actually look like. We go down these rabbit holes all the time. We chat every week and we thought what a wonderful chance to bring our conversations to you so that you can join in along on the ride with us of discovering what we kind of uncover and what we learn as we go. So this week we wanted to unpack confidence. What is confidence? How do you get confidence? How do you cultivate it? You know, what are the different layers of confidence and what's it related to? And we're going to delve into everything because we know that this is something that a lot of women struggle with. A lot of people, humans, struggle with feeling confident in all sorts of areas of their life, yet it actually is part of what leads to someone feeling good about themselves. You know, having confidence is all related to how good you feel about yourself and your self-worth. So, Meg, Let's start with what is confidence? You know, what? let's break it down and tell us what do you think or how would you explain confidence for us? Well, the way that I frame confidence in my own mind is a faith in ourselves that I am able to do this or even if I'm not sure if I can do it, I still have a faith that I can manage it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it comes back to what we've talked about before. It's this self-trust that whatever happens, I can step out and do the best that I can. I'm confident enough in my ability, who I am, to show up as I am. And so that's where I think confidence is really interesting. And then this morning I got thinking about uh, when you say on an email, you know, confident or private and confidential, you're thinking about that confidence with others, is I also think that that's a faith and a trust in others because we don't know what other people are going to do with their information and different things. So it comes back to this faith and trust in self and then a faith and trust in others. Mm. Yes, well, the definition that I looked up actually said exactly that, that confidence is a belief in oneself and then the ability to actually then go forward and do that and do the things that you want to do. So... It's really interesting, isn't it? So it's it, I love what you were saying. It's confidence in yourself and then confidence in other people as well. And it's it's almost like building up a muscle, really, confidence, isn't it? So, you know, how do, how does someone get confident? If, you, if you're feeling like, you know, you're failing in all areas and you've got no confidence and, you know, maybe you're wanting to show up more in, in life on your socials or you're wanting to be more confident in your relationship with your partner or with your friends or you know, even just the confidence to wear whatever you want to wear when you go out down the street, you know, like that is, that's one thing that a lot of women struggle with. And it's just really, we should be able to wear whatever we want to wear and feel good, you know, 
So how do we cultivate confidence? I just love this topic because it is so layered and you know how much I love nuance and gray area (laughs) and complexity. And there's a part of it, say we'll use the clothes example. Yeah. So I like to wear this outfit and there's that feeling at home. When I wear this outfit, it makes me feel great. It's exciting. I feel confident in this moment. And then something happens when we think about stepping out into the world. What will other people think? What is the projection of other people? And then we have this moment of, ooh, do I do it or do I not? And so I think the beginning of confidence is courage. Mm-hmm. The courage to continue in the face of that discomfort. You know, so this may feel really good to me. I love this outfit. And then I go to step out and think, oh, maybe it's too much. What are people going to think? And then taking a deep breath and think, well, I really like it. It makes me feel good. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, but that's such the hard part, isn't it? I mean, I remember actually one of the coaches that I've worked with, Carly Marie, and I know you love Carly Marie as well. She said confidence is BS. It's actually just courage. You just need to have courage, you know. And I've heard Brene talk about, Brene Brown talk about this sort of stuff as well. And it's like, yeah, the the confidence actually comes from the first step is courage and the courage to actually be vulnerable, isn't it? I mean, courage and vulnerability go hand in hand. This is all Brene Brown's work again. But like, so then how how do you cultivate courage? Just practice. Practice. (laughs) You know, that's what I love to bring to the world and how I want to contribute to the world is none of this is you're born with it or not. These are all learnable, teachable skills. So if we want to cultivate confidence, we need to work on that muscle. So for you, it may keep with the clothes example. Mm -hmm. It could be just wearing a new pair of earrings, not a new top, not an out there pair of pants or shoes or hat, just a new pair of earrings. So you're building up your ability to withstand that discomfort in that courage element. So it may feel exciting for you to wear these new earrings but then also on the other hand nerve-wracking because oh what will people think and will people think I'm too much and all of that and just doing it anyway and then as we witness ourselves move through this discomfort getting to the other side getting home thinking wow I did it I wore those pair of earrings nothing else (laughs) like nothing bad happened the world didn't stop I just wore earrings and I got home it's good you witness yourself And that's when you can then build the next time I might wear a brighter lipstick, something that I really would love to wear. And then it's that strengthening of that muscle time and time again. Before you know it, you're wearing whatever you want, whenever you want, because it makes you feel good because you've built up that confidence in yourself that you trust yourself. You have faith in yourself to be able to move through the discomfort because it's meaningful for you. Oh, I love that. There's a real process to it, though, isn't there? It's starting small taking one little step towards courage and then doing it and then acknowledging it after you've done it and thinking about and tuning into and noticing how it's made you feel as well is a really important part of the process so that you can actually build up that confidence muscle, like you say, really taking the time to stop and think, well, how did that make me feel when I stepped into being courageous and stepped through the discomfort? And then, you know, That's then, of course, it's like anything, isn't it? You know, like, for example, just doing my workshop this week, having the courage to actually do it, then next time I do it, I'm going to feel so much more confident. But it's that first step of being courageous that is actually the really hard bit, isn't it? It's so hard. 
it's so hard <laughs> and we know how hard it is because oh. we're stepping up our confidence every single week and it is so hard it's so uncomfortable but we've also learned that that shakiness that I'm not sure about this that is a part of the process and so I love that you've identified that it is a clear process so the way that I look at it is you have action reflection growth because if we're constantly in action and we don't have any reflection, generally we're just stuck. Mm-hmm. We're just spinning the wheels. Mm. But if we're constantly in reflection with no action, we're just stuck again because you're thinking of all these things to do, but you're not doing anything. So for meaningful change, to develop confidence, for growth, it's a balance of deliberate action and meaningful reflection, noticing How did that work? Did that work well? Could I do it again? How can I stretch myself next time? What would I do differently? And we need that balance of deliberate action and awareness to have meaningful growth. Mm, I love that how you've broken that down. So what was coming to mind there was thinking about a couple of different scenarios and what situations women might be in or people might be in that are listening. So this is also related to like having confidence is also related to your ability to be able to make decisions and made change and so say someone's stuck in a job that they don't like or doing something in their life that's making them feel really stuck and they don't they're not loving it they're not feeling fulfilled how would you then relate that to like building the confidence to make that really hard decision I mean actually this relates back to what you talked about in the very first episode when I had you on about the big change that you had to make in your life and building up the confidence to have that discussion with your husband and say, you know what, I'm actually not happy here anymore and I think we need to change. So what's the first step in that? So, like, what's the little courageous move to move towards having the confidence to make a big decision that you want to make, would you say? Like, where would you start with that if you're really unhappy in your job, for example, and you want to go and do something else, where would you start to build the confidence to make a change? We always start where we are. Mm-hmm. So that compassion for where we are in that moment of time. And I think something that is often overlooked is there is always function in every situation. So there is something that we're getting out of that particular situation. Oh, it's a secondary gain. (laughs) Yes, always. So you may be thinking, oh, this job, it's really not for me. It doesn't align with my values. You know, it's something's not quite right, I really want to move on. And what is functional about this job for you? It may be providing an income. It may be providing you with status. It may be providing you with meaning that's different to what you hadn't noticed originally. You know, it might be the fact that you're leaving the house regularly. It might be the fact that because you do have work, that means your kids are in childcare. So there's We have to look at the full picture because at the end of the day, if something really wasn't working for us and it was pain and it's painful enough, we would have changed. So there's something that's keeping us in this position. And it could just be familiar, just being familiar. This is what we've done all the time. And it feels safer to do this than to reach for something different. So we start where we are looking at the full picture the pros, the cons, how it all works. And then we have to decide, do we want it to continue or not? Because so often when I'm working with clients, 
when you get to the meat of the goal and what we're working towards, and I ask the question, so do you really want to do this? They're like, nah, <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> like I like the idea of it, but now we're sitting here looking at the reality. I'm not willing to do the work. I'm not willing to move forward. So we need to be realistic about our situation and also realistic about are we willing to do the work to move forward because it takes time and it takes effort. So a practical way that I teach this is lights, camera, action. So the lights is put the lights on. Look at your situation. What's the function amongst the dysfunction? There is always function in our behaviour. Even the exhausted mother, you think, gosh, that can't be functional. Well, there's function in that because other people don't expect you to do social events or and you can decide, oh, I'm too tired or I've got the children so I can't go and they can become quite a safety blanket. So there's always function in a dysfunction. So we look at the lights of the situation and then the camera is, okay, considering the reality, how do I want to move forward? What are the possible scenarios? So the possible scenario is continue on, continue on as is. So what would it be like for me if I continued on for another 12 months like this with no change? So you look at that. That's a camera. Or what would it be like for me if I started to make some change? What would that be like for me in 12 months? You know, you look at that. And then you make a conscious decision, which path do I want to take? And it's up to you to decide that because you may decide, you know what, on balance, I'm happy for another 12 months of this. I'm happy about that. When I really look at what it takes to move, to grow, to create that change, I'm happy. Or, you know what, that vision of 12 months when I'm putting in that conscious effort, that really lights me up. That excites me. It feels like there's a freedom there that I'm missing. Mm -hmm. And then the action is what we've been talking about. It's building our capacity day by day by day. So whatever situation you're in as you're listening, take a moment to go through the process. Lights, where are you? How did you get here? Camera, where are you going? And then action, what are you going to do? And action can also mean doing nothing. Mm. You know, doing nothing consciously is an action and there's going to be a consequence for that too. Mm -hmm. So that's a process that I use depending on where people are. I even used it with students, you know, come to me, oh, I'm not sure what to do. Okay, let's look at it. Lights, camera, action. Because naturally, Teachers, parents, carers, we just go to action. <laughs> we want to skip the lights and the, we, and the camera. We don't want to talk about that. We just go to action and often the actions fall flat because we haven't taken into consideration the past, the present and the possible future. And I can see how that then builds confidence in whichever way you decide to go because if you... If you do all that in that process, then you can have that clarity around, okay, but I'm actually choosing to stay doing this. It's a conscious choice now. So that gives me confidence in what I'm actually doing as opposed to like, oh, I really want to be doing all this stuff and thinking about it, being lost in the thought of that all the time and never giving yourself the space to, you know, because it's sort of like that dis- that gap then, isn't it, between reality and expectation. But if you actually take the time to stop and go, well, all right, you know, actually the reality of where I'm at is okay for me right now, then it gives you the confidence to sit in that and just go, okay, well, this is okay for now. It's it's filling this purpose of what I need. And then, you know, the other side of that is 
if you go through that process and you realise, well, actually, you do want to take action, it gives you the confidence to move forward because you've really done the work to say, yes, okay, I definitely do want this. And if I don't do it, I'm going to stay feeling these feelings and, and, the, and the, the price of not doing it is greater than the price of doing it. So I'm going to take those steps towards courage and then, you know, moving into confidence. Yes, I love, that. I love that process. I love it so much. Because I think for so many of us, we have this shoulds, all mm-hmm. these shoulds, you know. I look at it as I call it the P playbook, you know. So like we learn as we go up to perform for others. Like we learn that our worth, our um, lovability, our likability, everything is based on how the external perceive us. Mm. So the five Ps, we've got performing. So that's when we're performing the role. So as a mother, are you performing the mother, performing the business, or are you actually being you know, then we go on to pleasing, doing things to please others. So our choices are navigated based on pleasing others. And so for a lot of us, that means disappointing ourselves. And the next P is pretending. We've got really good at pretending. Oh, this is good. This is great. No problems. Um, I'm happy, you know, pretending that life's all good when there's a part of you that's saying, hang on, is this it? <laughs> I'm sure there's more than this. And then we go on to producing, feeling like we are only worthy and likable, lovable when we're productive, when we're doing something, when we're ticking something off our list, when we've got something to show for our day, we've got something to show for our life. And then the final one is perfecting, feel like we have to be perfect to be lovable and likable. So this is what I refer to as the P playbook. And it's something that we develop as we get older for the external to look in at us. And I think that this external sense of self is really destructive and it leads to a disconnection between our true self and what we're projecting to the world. Which affects our confidence. 100%. (laughs) Because what we're projecting is what we think Others expect us to be doing, but inside we're feeling really disconnected. We're not feeling congruent. Think of that swan analogy where the swan's on top or graceful, but underneath thinking, what is going on? I can't keep this up. This is chaotic. Mm. And I think there's a real disconnect there. And just to go on a little bit of a tangent, this is why parenting and teaching is so tough because Mm. a lot of adults are in this disconnected state and children pick up on it. They can smell it almost. They've just got this ability to know when people are disconnected and dysregulated Mm -hmm. and then they pick up on the nervous system and they pick up on the adults around them thinking, you're not okay, but you keep telling me you are, but you're not. And so for them that feels unsafe. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to be in connection with someone who's not in connection with themselves. So that's why the work that we do is so important because we're trying to remember with others that we are worthy, that we are lovable, that we are likable as we are. We don't have to put on a performance every day. Mm. And as you were saying all those things, because one of the things that I thought about in leading up to this was like, well, why do we lose confidence? You know, little babies, little kids, toddlers, they're so confident, you know, and then it gets, it's exactly what you've explained as to why 
our confidence gets eroded over time because if confidence is the belief in oneself and actually what we're doing through our entire life is trying to get external approval for everything that we're doing, then it's totally incongruent with actually what we need to feel confident. And, you know, and this is the work, like coming back to, yeah, this is work. It's like women and we get to this point in our lives where we realise that we're getting all of our um, self-worth from external, we're trying to get self-worth for ourselves from all this external stuff. Get the job, be a good mother, get the promotion, make more money, do the right things, all these P's that you're talking about from the external and we're we're unfulfilled and we're unhappy because we've got no self-confidence and self-belief in ourselves. I think that's so interesting what you've said because oh. what you've highlighted is that we start with the confidence in self and then we move to this model of I'm confident if other people think yes. I'm okay. Like we move from I believe in myself, I have faith in myself, I have trust in myself to I have belief, faith and trust in myself if others see that in me. Mm. Like so it has to go through the external to come back in and then we do the full circle of coming back to self. And so I think that's a process of remembering that we've got this inner confidence and strength, unlearning what we've learned to survive, and then learning the C playbook, which is what we've talked about before. That's the compassion, commitment, mm-hmm. courage, consistency, and community. So we can learn these skills, but it is a shift in the control going from external to internal and that's a really hard transition 100 percent. and also just to go back to like the parenting again as what you talked about as parents well as teachers but I was thinking more so as parents here yes kids feed off you and they see you know how you behave and all that as you say but also as parents we have a role to play in the way we speak to our kids and I've been learning a lot more about this lately too in that not you know, even just as simple things as like when they show you a painting, instead of saying, oh, that is such a good painting, you did such a good job, like delving deeper below like, oh, well, how did you choose that? How did you do that? And looking at, you know, well, why did you choose those colours? And, and you know, this goes to all sorts of levels on how we talk to our children and celebrate them for an external thing rather than just for purely for being themselves. And, you know, I love that way of just so important to talk to the kids and just in the way that just makes them confident in themselves just for being them, not for the things that they do. You know, so that's one thing that as parents we can certainly help because, as you say, like now I feel like so many of us are unlearning (laughs) the things that we were told as kids, you know. Like you said, it's a cycle. (laughs) You start confident, you learn all this sort of hard stuff, then you've got to unlearn it. Absolutely, and I think that comes back to the P playbook is outcome-driven. What's the outcome here? What are people going to think? And the C playbook is process-driven. It's all a process. It's all learning. So we need to be mindful that when we're engaging with our children or our friends, family, when we're giving feedback, that it's process-driven and not outcome. So instead of you won the race, you're fantastic, you're a superstar, look how fast you are, the process is, oh, look how you ran that race. Your yeah. arms were pumping. Like I love watching you run. Yes. And that's showing the your children that you love watching them run. You're not saying I love watching you win. 
you know, it's about I love watching you run. I love the way that you draw that. I love that you're so excited to bring me your artwork <laughs> and we're thinking yes. how quickly can we get it in the recycle bin without you noticing. So, <laughs> you know, this is the tension that we play that we want to develop confidence in ourselves that can withstand the disappointment of others or Thanks. the negative things of negative feedback of others so I the way that I think of it is kind of like a tree Mm. you know when you get tube stock it's quite fragile and it's really vulnerable to elements and we've got to nurture it and build it up and it's got its protection and then when you look at the beautiful trees that have been around for hundreds of years they are so rock solid they have weathered so many storms but they didn't start there they started small and that's the same with us and our ability to build confidence is we don't get to that point where we can do incredible things overnight. It's a process of developing. I remember when we had a conversation early last year and you were talking about social media and I was very resistant to social media. (laughs) I was resistant to doing videos. And now, you know, over 18 months on, I love being able to share, but I've built up a muscle. It's taken practice. It's taken encouragement. It's taken that courage to try something different yes absolutely and then that, that's the that's the growth isn't it and when you are courageous it's actually when you start to see and you build your confidence that's when good things can happen too and you can show up better for everyone around you and you can be a good example for others and all of those good sort of things and I was also thinking about another scenario like in a workplace for example and what you, you touched on it a bit there but being confident makes you able to, I forget the way that you worded it, but you're able to kind of show up then better, to take criticism more and then I guess to kind of, you know, be more curious and to learn and grow and evolve. So, you know, sometimes you see in a workplace, especially when there's like a change introduced in a workplace, if people aren't confident, Brene Brown talked about this recently in a podcast, if they're not confident in themselves or, you know, have a good sense of self-belief and they can become very reactive and very angry and, and not able to cope with the situation very well. So confidence in that belief in yourself gives you the ability to handle everything so much better, doesn't it? Like if you have that sense of self, that connection to self, the self-belief and the confidence, then things don't affect you as much. Well, you've sort of learnt how to go through that cycle of discomfort So I'll share a personal example. So years ago when I started to notice that I couldn't tolerate alcohol, like I just can't Mm -hmm. tolerate alcohol, Um, I tried really hard for a long time, (laughs) but I just got to that point in that cycle of action and reflection that it wasn't working for me. Mm -hmm. When I drink, I sleep terribly, I'm cranky the next day, I reach for rubbish food, it affects exercise, it just really affects me. And I became more and more clear on this connection. So I joined the dots, but then I would be out at dinner and people would say, oh, Meg, do you want a beer, do you want a wine? And inside I knew, no, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't want one. You're going to have a rubbish sleep. You know, come on, we've talked about this. And then externally I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm right. And then they do the, oh, no, just one. And so many times I found myself saying, okay, just one. Mm. And then I'd be having the drink at the table thinking to myself, you don't want this. Mm. Like, honestly, you're actually drinking a wine just because you can't say no. (laughs) Like, 
that's just doesn't even make sense. And then I have all of this talk in my head about, oh, God, you know, this is like such a struggle. Why can't you just say no? And then, you know, fast forward, now people just know that when I say no, I mean no. And then also the few times where I say yes, I mean yes, you know, because mm-hmm. I've consciously made the choice, do I want to drink what's happening in the next 24 hours, if it's day, if it's evening, and I work it through. And then if I say yes, it means that I do want to drink and I'll enjoy it. If I say no, it means no, it's not working for me at the moment. And the people around me just respond to that. They don't counter ask because they know that I'm solid in that. Mm. So a visual I'd like to share with listeners is like when you pour cement. When you pour cement, it's really vulnerable to things falling on it, making the impression. It's you just can't walk on it. Like it's really fragile. But then over time that hardens and you can walk over it no problems. So when we're making these changes in our life, when we're starting out, we're quite fragile. You know, like, oh, do I want that drink? No. Oh, they've said it and I don't want to disappoint them. And, oh, they've bought me one now so I'll have to drink it. And you're getting to that point of, no, I'm right. I'm fine. And because I'm strong in that, but that just takes time and effort. Building up that confidence. It's just a process over time. It's just a muscle. Yeah. It's a muscle and it's practice and it's, but it's, you know, so worth it on the other side, isn't it? Because again, just going back to like my recent experience of, and you would feel this too, like stepping up into your business, but when you do actually, you know, start, take the steps, be courageous, start taking action, build the confidence you know, with my workshops and my online stuff. And it's like, that's where the joy comes. You get so much joy on the other side of courage and vulnerability, you know, <laughs> like it's that, it's it's so hard, but it's so worth it. So I just thought it might be nice to finish off with, um, I've got one little action I thought, but what's where could people start? If they wanted to start, what, what could we give them something to do? Like where to start right where they are now? Well, to, to be honest, I think it's probably that action reflection growth process that you talked about. Like, Start where you're at. What's one little action you can take and then and reflection and then, you know, what's on the other side of the growth? But what would you say? Is that a good place to start? I think that's a good place to start. And also I'd encourage people just to notice, mm-hmm. just to notice with their choices, am I making this choice based on the P's or the C's? Oh. You know, am yeah. I making this choice based on the external to perform, to produce, to please, to pre- in all of those? Or am I making this choice based on what I want for me, compassion, courage, consistency, community? Where is this choice coming from? And if you're not sure, because a lot of people say, Meg, I don't have a clue where it's coming from. I'm just doing it. I would invite you to think about the language that you're using. If you're using I should, that's a red flag that that's external. Mm. That's not yours. If you say I want to, I choose to, that's internal. That's a choice that's congruent to you. But the shoulds are a red flag that you're doing something for somebody else's benefit or approval or just to perform a role. So that's where I'd invite people to start, to just start to notice where their choices are coming from. Yeah, I think that's such great advice because we don't want people, you can't just, you know, race into drastic changes and you're not going to wake up being confident overnight either. It is a process, all of this stuff. I mean, I think you've said it before. I often see it uh, in your wording and your posts and stuff. But unfortunately, really doing the work, there's, there's nothing sort of super sexy and like, you know, 
um, quick fix about it. It's, you know, people will always want the quick fix these days, don't they? Like we always just want that instant hit of, you know, yep, we're going to change our lives. But really all of this stuff, it just evolves over time. You've got to do the work. And the first step, as you say, is that awareness. So I would challenge people. I love Meg often does this, but in the next 24 hours, what is, where is, you know, can you start to take awareness, take notice of whether you're focusing on the P's or the C's? I love that. (laughs) Are you looking, are you, you know, external, are you using the shoulds or are you doing things just for you with that self-belief, that confidence, and where can you start to have more awareness of this in the next 24 hours? Love Love it. it. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Meg. I am looking forward to the next conversation already because, you know, we could just talk about this stuff all day. So thank you so much for your time again, Meg. It's been so lovely. And I'm hoping to join Meg. If you you haven't caught them yet, Meg does a Thursday Night Live series as well on her Instagram. So if you haven't caught that yet, I'm going to be joining her one week. I'm not sure when yet, but tune into that as well because Meg gives so much great advice all the time. So yeah, check that out as well. And thanks for joining us, guys. See you later. Thanks, Katrina. Bye. 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 Bye.